I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 260 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an unbelievable guest to bring you guys today for a very special Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Vietnam War Medal of Honor recipient and Navy SEAL legend, Michael Thornton joins me today, and I cannot even begin to describe how honored I am to spend a few minutes with him here. Mike was awarded the Medal of Honor for saving the life of Tom Norris, who himself is a Medal of Honor recipient. The incident in which he saves Tom and several others is well documented in a book called By Honor Bound, Two Navy Seals, the Medal of Honor, and a story of extraordinary courage. The story is just incredible, and along with the Medal of Honor, Mike Thornton has received the Silver Star, the Purple Heart, three Bronze Stars, and a chest full of other awards and decorations. Mike Thornton will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And I have an awesome guest announcement for you guys. Next week, the Navy SEAL gallantry will continue here on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me for Frogman Friday next week will be another Navy SEAL Medal of Honor recipient. He received his Medal of Honor for his courageous actions in Afghanistan. Master Chief Ed Byers will be joining me here next week, so make sure you lock it in for that. All right, so to say that I am honored is an understatement. Since I began this podcast, I've had the opportunity to interview some of the most famous people on the planet, but nothing compares to having the opportunity to speak to some of our nation's greatest heroes, and I owe that all to you, the listener out there who continues to tune in and encourage me to move forward with the podcast here. I cannot say thank you enough for all of your support. And since we're talking about veterans today, you have got to go and check out the American flags that are being made from veteran duty-worn fatigues by Combat Flags. Visit CombatFlags.com and at the checkout, use the promo code FATHER and you're going to save 10%. you got to see them to really appreciate them, what they're all about. And please, dads, help me spread the word about this podcast by sharing it with every father in your contact list or in your neighborhood. Let them know about the show that is celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Medal of Honor recipient Michael Thornton. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, dads, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a retired Navy SEAL legend. In 1973, he received the highest military award, the Medal of Honor for his actions during the Vietnam War. He represents everything it means to be a frogman. It is with tremendous honor that I say, Michael Thornton, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. It's my honor to be there. Looking forward to uh, talking to our our young SEALs out there. I just got back from... uh, Half Moon Bay, well, we did have about 50 of the young families out there. Awesome, Mike. Uh, let's start right here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have I have two 
there, uh, my daughter turns 50 this year, and my son turns 49. So uh, they've been around for quite a while. Uh, one disturbing thing I always felt, you know, in uh, 18 years of, of them growing up, I was gone uh, about 14 and a half years, and those times you can never, uh, you can never get back. Yeah, did you have it? You have grandkids too, Mike, or tonight? Yeah, yeah, I have grandchildren. Uh, uh, I have a see, I have three and one on the way, and then I have two more uh, step grandchildren. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations on all that. And if if you could, Mike, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background. Well, I was born and raised in the hills of South Carolina. I had a great father. My father had a sixth-grade education, but he was in the Army from 37 to 47. And my mom was a, a, a great mother. She uh, uh, she gave us love. Uh, mother gave us love and uh, direction of God. And Daddy was just kind of, he was a man that you, everybody always respect. And, uh, and my father was a man that... Uh, I always ask, "What do you still work for my father after all these years?" And they say, "We, we do because uh, 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 because your your father treats everybody the same, and everybody comes first, not your father." So, yeah, that's awesome, Mike. And and obviously, you've had some amazing experiences in your life. Uh, what, what did the experience of becoming a father? Around how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? I was actually uh I just turned 20. Uh you know, you have you have a lot of stuff going on there in the way of responsibility, you know, and uh my daughter was the eldest and a sweetheart. Uh, I give her mother, uh my first wife all the credit in the world because without her uh judgment and her love, they never would have uh, you know, made it where they are today. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know that, you know, so many times heroes like yourself, they rarely speak about their experiences in combat, but your story obviously is pretty well documented. When did your kids first find out about, like, your heroic actions that earned you the Medal of Honor? Around what age did they find out? Have they read the book by Honor Bound? Uh, they they have. They've, they've read the book. Uh, they, they were, uh, uh, see, that was 1973, and Mikey was not even – 18 months and Gina was a little bit about two and a half years so I, I thought it wouldn't be easy for them to try to understand at that age but I've had my kids at inaugurations and all other stuff where they get an idea of the type of people that we work with all the time so it's uh, it's uh, and uh, they've uh, had the, the great I say the ability to meet all these people who we've uh, uh, I've uh, uh, learned to care about and think about and why Siltim is such a great uh, organization as we have. Yeah, and I, you know, I've heard you speak, you know, about your father's philosophy there. If it's going to be, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I hope I got that right. There's something to that along those lines. Yeah, that's uh, and- correct. And it seems like the flavor of the day is to blame other people for our problems, be it the government or parents or politicians or whatever. So, did you kind of instill that philosophy into your children? Yes, I did. And uh, we all have we all have demons. We all have ways that we need to go. But you know, you have to you know take care of your demons. That's what I talk to all these kids. 
that are in SEAL Team today. You know, if you don't want to help yourself, there's no way I can help you. So, so face your demons and move forward. And everybody has demons. You could be a a young lady that's been raped, or somebody's been in a bad car accident, or there's many, many demons. You know, but just you have to face those demons and move forward with them. Yeah, yeah, very well said, Mike. And, and what about as far as a, a disciplinarian? Obviously, as a Navy SEAL, you're a very well-disciplined individual, but what type of disciplinarian were you as a father? Oh, I wasn't. You know, the, the problem is, you know, you thought you were the man of the house, but your wife's been raising your kids for all those years. And, of course, you had to learn the hard way that you, when you came back home, you should be the person. Because uh, my first wife was doing such an excellent job of raising my children, and we shouldn't be changing all the rules and, and uh, I guess regulations or whatever you want to call it. When I walked in the door, it should have been we should have been able to work things out together. And I think it'd been a lot easier with the kids in long life, you know. But when you know my dad was like the man of the house, and uh, he very seldom, uh, you know. Get, he, we got disciplined when we needed it, and then every time Daddy uh, took a belt to our butts, we we really did deserve it. I promise you that. But I think all children need discipline. I think that's the problem. You know, uh, uh, I know the Dr. Zorba, the guy said you should never lay a hand or discipline your children. And when he was 90 years old, he said he was wrong. People should discipline their kids. I, 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 what I'm saying is that everybody needs discipline. You don't have to hit your child to give them discipline and guidance how to be a better person. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike, too. And I also think there's a big difference between, you know, spanking a child and then beating a child. So I think definitely I have four children myself, and, uh, you know, they definitely respond differently to dif- disciplines. One, you can spank them all night long and ain't going to make a difference to them. The other one, you can spank them one time and he'll never do it again, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, my brother used to laugh at me. He said, you're crazy. You're dumb. I mean, he was set there before the belt ever hit my brother, my younger brother. But, you know, he'd be crying. He'd, so he'd get one whip. Me, I'd, I was stubborn. I just sat there until he got tired of hitting me. So, but, you know, <laughs> and then and then my my uh, baby sister, all daddy had to do was look at her. And that, you know, and uh, that's all it took, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I had my three boys first, and then I had my daughter at the end here. So I'm definitely, I definitely am, am uh, a little bit softer with the discipline with her for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of both my children. They've they've uh, moved up, and they've done a good a good job with their their kids. And uh, but the days, the way it, the day is, heck, if you yell at your child now, uh, you you know they call that, you know, you can. Uh, be in trouble called, for that. Yeah, they're so, called diapers on you. No, I don't know what they call you on you, but <laughs> I don't. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, uh, you know what, Mike? Right, right now, which I'm glad to see, the Navy SEALs are like you know out of the shadows, so to speak. There's tons of books on them now. We obviously see movies and TV shows about them, but back in the day, there was really none of that stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, when you entered into the military, so when, when did you first even become aware of what the Navy SEALs were? Well, when I went through training, it was called underwater demolition recruit training. And when I went, uh, quite a few guys in my class, uh, we went to SEAL Team. And I didn't even know what SEAL Team was. I had heard something about it, but nobody even knew what SEAL Team was back in those days. And, uh, you know, and, but we felt we had a, you know, we never never talked about operations. When you did talk to, you know, people that actually 
who actually, uh, you know, operated with you. But it, we're a very small net back then and very tight. The families was everything. And we, like guys in our platoon or guys that work with us on other type of operations, we kind of hung out like families every time to go. And uh, it gave them something. When we were overseas, it gave them a family network. If they had problems, they could contact them. Uh, I don't, you know, we never talked about my, uh, of course, people heard about it, but we never really talked about it to us. It had been declassified, me and Tommy both. And now I think some people, they get a little carried away right away. Uh, you know, it's like Neil Roberts. You know, he, I mean, without having been his stuff, he would be declassified. He wrote a book. Well, the thing is, when you write a book like he did, it puts, he said he put a bullseye on him, but he put a bullseye on everybody, you know, and, and us fighting the war as a SEAL, we understand our responsibilities. And I think sometimes some of these guys, the young guys, they get caught up and, you know, hey, this is for the teens. Well, no, it's not for the teens. You know, this is for self-gratification, you know. And, uh, and uh, I mean, all the, when we first started the SEAL Team 6, people still didn't know what we were doing. And we were traveling everywhere as well back in the 80s. So... You know, I understand some people, but I, I just understand we have a responsibility to the teams, you know, to keeping everybody safe. That's including our families. Yeah. All right, Dad. The NFL season is now upon us, and the Major League Baseball season is winding down. There is no better time to take your kids to the ball game, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets on SeatGeek.com by using my promo code First class, that's one word, first class. Maybe you want to see a concert or a Broadway show. Save 20 bucks on the tickets on SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code first class. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. SeatGeek.com, promo code first class. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. And for people like myself, I'm a civilian. I'm not a military guy. I just think that the fact that they are out here with the books and we have access to see them on uh, on social media and stuff, I think it's beneficial to our entire society. And I'm glad to see that uh, people from your community are now getting involved in politics as well because I think their voices are so well needed. Yeah, and and and, they, and, and most of you kids are fight to fight. I mean, I do a lot of backing, uh, like the young dad Crenshaw. We got another young Navy SEAL running it couple Army Special Forces, Delta Force guys that are there. So I, I think we need that young leadership there, you know, because sometimes I think our people, they they uh, just stay so – they get in there, and I do call it a swamp. I mean, because it's all about them and, the, you know, what they campaign on. As soon as they get back to Washington, D.C., it's about what they want to do or how they could, you know, I think they forget their constituents or what they tell their constituents they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, it, it's certainly a mess right now what's going on in the political world. And I feel I talk about it on my show a lot all the time. I feel like there's an attack on uh, on family life and on fatherhood in general. And it just seems like the family unit has been broken up so much in our country, along with God being removed from so much of our school system. I think those two things alone, if we could tighten those up, I think we would see most of the problems in our country go away. Well, you know... If you're an atheist, you don't have to get up and, and say a prayer, but you shouldn't be running and telling everybody what to do. If you want to say a prayer or do the uh, American Legion or what do you know, that goes back to why our country is great. It was, 
You know, it was uh, started by why everybody wanted to make this country great. And it had a lot to do with religion. It had a good lot to do with patriotism. It had a lot to do with a lot of things. So uh, I think we're in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights have been pretty good to us after over 200-something years, you know. So I think we should keep that, uh, that the Constitution going in the direction and us just get behind the Constitution. Yeah, very well said, Mike. And what are your thoughts on the seals that are coming out of buds today compared to the the classes that you went in with? Uh, I know, obviously, the technology-wise, the weaponry they have is pretty sick. But what about for the kids themselves coming out? I think they're great. They're smarter. You know, they, you know, like I go talk to some of the classes where you got you've got uh, twelve uh, uh, appointments to an officer. And out of a class of 79, 21 of them had college degrees because they wanted to get into the teams. And they got in the teams, and then they said, well, they've paid their dues, and and now then they can turn over, learn what they learn in the enlisted ranks, and and move it forward to be an officer. So uh, I think uh, it's good. Uh, I I enjoy talking to them. Uh, I try to get out there about eight times a year to talk to the different classes and stuff like that. But I, I, I'm very proud of these, the way these guys grab the baton. Now, everybody makes a mistake. We all have uh, a couple of bad apples, but you can't blame everybody for that, you know. And I talk to Admiral Olson a lot and other people, you know, that, you know, the, the, the limelight is all over these kids now today. I mean, you, when you go in the field, you got somebody with a camera behind you or, you know, something always going on. And so it's kind of hard. Uh, you know, it's, it's good that we're trying to get them under control, but it's another thing that they get blamed for a lot of stuff, which, uh, you know, uh, was it really their fault, uh, were they? And so we need to, uh, stand by them, you know, if they need to be, uh, you know, disciplined, disciplined, but, you know, just don't give up on them. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Mike. Your relationship with uh, Tommy Norris is obviously very tight. Was he always close with your family, with your kids growing up? Is he like an uncle to the kids? Oh, yeah, he was like a stepdad. I mean, a godfather to my kids. And Tommy's known Mike and Gina f- forever. And, uh, and he's always been there for them. Uh, of course, it took me and Tommy 40-something years to write this book, you know, because we didn't think we should be bragging on ourselves, but a lot of people said we should write the book. So we uh, did, and we're glad we did. And, uh, of course, Tommy and Teresa were out with my wife, and I had a half moon bay, and Tommy's uh, helps. We're getting involved with that a lot, so it's all great. Yeah, I- I'm very glad that you write. I mean, it's like so many. I'm so glad that you did write the book, you guys, because you, you, you're a part of history, and I think it's a book that, you know, frankly, I think all Americans – uh, should read because it's it's for you know men like you and Tommy really that we owe all of our freedom to and it's uh I think it's just great I love the story and I think it's awesome that you're still out there uh you know supporting the troops and everything that you do what's next for you Mike what kind of goals or plans do you have for the future well uh, uh, still working on my foundation I have a foundation which I'm sure Connie's explaining it's called the Michael Lee Thornton Foundation I'm putting my name on it. The buck starts with me. Uh, we've had it for eight years, and we've been very successful. We give out a lot of checks to uh, scholarships. we got a lot of kids uh, taking our scholarships right now. And, uh, you know, we, we the, I don't ask them to give me straight A's. I ask them for a, 
a 3-5, which is a C plus, and most all our scholarship kids are making A's. So uh, that makes me feel good. But it's a hand up, not a hand out. And, uh, you know, everybody says, can we give your money back? I don't want to give you the money back. I want to help you. So uh, that's... Uh, uh, so that's what keeps me busy. Uh, I was on my wife and I, she was 244 days last year and I was on 281 days and, uh, we just got back home from half moon Bay, south, uh, the south of uh, San Francisco. We leave Thursday from Philadelphia, get back from Philadelphia, take another trip. So it's all on again. And it's about giving out checks to these young kids out there that deserve it. And then it's also about raising money for the foundation. Yeah, that's incredible, Mike. I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode to both the foundation and your book. Uh, this way, my listeners can just tap in and get over there. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Mike, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? I I think it kind of goes like we are talking about the discipline, but give them all the love in the world and, you know, and, and don't say, you know, uh, I think I was brought up a different way, but the social media these kids are under right now is unbelievable. It's just, uh, and I tell kids when I talk to them, you know, before you hit that button or picture of somebody or something like that, you could ruin these young kids' lives. It's so, it's so big on social media down Twitter and Facebook and everything else. So uh, I, I'd say sit down and talk to your children. You know, be open with them, but ask some questions and then move forward with their lives because next thing you know, they're going to be growing up and they're going to be in their 20s and going off to college and off to the military. And you'll see what happened to it. Well, have to our time, you know. I'm 70-something years old, and, you know, I'm looking back right now. I, I remember my daughter was only a few months old, you know, and, and how was she when she started crawling and walking and stuff? And same with my son. But you know, so you know, take that extra time to spend with them and and and, and love them, and don't, don't be afraid to tell them you love them either. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me, Mike. I got to say, uh, you're a first class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood. Well, God bless all you fathers out there, but most of all, God bless all those mothers out there. Who, especially with the SEALs, who continue supporting us in so many different ways. Take care. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Michael Thornton for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. I hope you enjoyed all this week's content. If you missed out on any of it, I highly recommend you go back and take a listen. We kicked off the week with the Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan Belfort was here. Then we had nutrition expert Rob Wolf. We had special operations sniper Nick Irving, and we had legendary Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott, and of course today, Michael Thornton, Navy SEAL legend. I got a lot more action coming your way next week. Find out who will be joining me here if you visit Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who's coming. That's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.
tubes and tails, as tall as 